Well, ladies and gentlemen, a very good morning and uh, thank you for being here for Magic Academy Symposium 2017. My name is Slide. I will be the host right here at the uh, auditorium and uh, hopefully you are comfortably seated at the moment. And once again, I'm going to repeat uh, whatever I just uh, uh, explained to you on the survey form. So we do have a survey going on right here for Magic. Make sure to fill up all the survey forms that we have. Uh, we got five survey forms, each talk sessions and each uh, fire uh, fireside chat that you're going into, uh, pick up the survey and collect it, compile it together and pass it at the registration counter at 6.30 in the evening. At the same time, uh, there is a safety announcement in case of an emergency. Uh, if there is an emergency, I doubt there will be a tsunami, uh, I doubt there will be an earthquake, but we'll never know. One of you might be carrying a machine gun. So. If there's an emergency, uh, the evacuation will be done from the top two doors that we have at the auditorium and one on the far right at the stage. And your assembly point will be at the Obama lawn, which is actually the lawn that we have in front of the entrance. And I'm not joking, it is called the Obama lawn. All right, so that's where you have to actually assemble in case of an emergency. Okay, and uh, other than that, the auditorium sessions are actually going live on Facebook with Magic. So if you just want to know uh, what is the site that you want to go into, it will be mymagic.my. Just go in and uh, check it out or Epi on the Facebook as well. And uh, you can actually watch the whole sessions uh, which is being done at the auditorium live on FB. And you can actually ask questions uh, live on FB as well. Just in case if you're shy to talk about it or maybe you want to ask the speaker directly, you can always go with your social media. Uh, FB Live, so they will answer the questions for you, okay? So other than that, uh, I think uh, we don't want to waste any more time. I believe uh, we have uh, a very good speaker who's coming out here, a keynote speaker. Uh, and one more thing, just in case, speaking of social media, uh, the hashtag is actually MA2017. Just in case you want to take a picture with me, and look, at, oh my God, you, I'm, I'm afraid of you. You're, yeah, you're, you're looking through my skull, oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, hash, that's the hashtag uh, MA2017 and uh, we, we're going to have a good time today. So, everybody's good today? Everybody's feeling fine? Yeah, good. Uh, so, keep, keep the smiles coming because the speakers and yeah, all the uh, mentors will love it. And uh, I believe they will be more enthusiastic when you are smiling instead of giving me a frowning face, right? You get what I mean? And thank you, sir, for recording me. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, without further ado, let me introduce to you uh, our session right here. And uh, this person has a very long bio and is a very sweet person. Uh, I just met her earlier on. And uh, she is the CEO and co-founder of UX Indonesia. She is a UX CX expert and ICT education expert with more than 15 years of experience working in both academ academia and industries. She has pioneered a number of forward-thinking and innovative projects such as user experience for digital products and services, mobile learning, Internet of Things, which is IoT, which we had the talk uh, yesterday, service design and online community in order to affect changes in life and improve the bottom line of business in various vertical industries in USA, United States, Europe, Australia and Asia. She also co-founded and chaired the Indonesia ACM SIGCHI chapter, which is Association Computing Machinery Special Interest Group on Computer-Human Interaction, which is also known as uh, CHI uh, Space UX 
Indonesia. Unbelievable, right? This is amazing. My God, your bio is so long. At Google, she is the first Asian female expert in UX and UI. My God, you got to, yeah, you got to clap now. Who has helped a number of international startups from US, Australia, Europe, Latin America, Africa, and Asia through Google Launchpad and accelerator programs to improve their businesses. She's also a Google certified design sprint uh, master that enables her to train and run Google Design Sprint across the global. And she has a lovely, beautiful character. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the lovely Dr. Unisari. Hello, good morning everyone. Um, I think slide has um, explained a little bit about me. And um, I'm looking forward to meeting you today. Um, it is very exciting um, to have this kind of event, uh, especially in Malaysia, and to meet so many people who are, have the same passion like me, uh, especially in, uh, in startups, in a new technology, new innovation. So, uh, without further ado, I'm, I don't want to explain all of this because you can read yourself. Um, yeah, just a little bit about uh, my company. We are in Indonesia and uh, we started the UX company in 2002. And um, when we started, we are, um, we are the first one and uh, we did not even have uh, friends and, and people who are really uh, passionate, interested in, um, in this area. But I'm so happy that now that the people are getting more aware and they are more interested in this area. So just a little bit, uh, this is what we are doing in Google. We are also having similar uh, activities like what you, are, you have here. Like, uh, we have a lot of uh, Launchpad Accelerator events, and those are the people uh, from, um, from all over the world. They are mostly experts. And these are the, uh, some of the activities every year, two times. Um, we have a launchpad in Silicon Valley. So if you think that your startup is, uh, okay, well, this is uh, good enough, we want to move further than this, and you probably want to check out uh, the accelerator program and see how it goes. There are a couple of, um, uh, a lot of uh, good um, Malaysian startups uh, who just started to come in into the, uh, the program as well. Uh, so this is like uh, some of the activities we are doing in Indonesia as well as other places like uh, some of the design sprint. How many people here uh, know about design sprint? Can you probably raise your hand? Can't see really see it. Okay, They're quite some of you. That's good. And yeah, so this is a little bit of the things that we are doing in Indonesia in terms of uh, training. So you can see a little bit how people in Indonesia have grown their interest in, in one of the training that we are doing there in Indonesia, so you can have some ideas what we are doing there. We are not playing card. <laughs> this is just one of the game. Kalau kita ngomong UX, itu uh, mungkin banyak teman-teman yang sudah tahu di sini. Uh, 
seru sekali Matrix untuk mengukur sejauh mana efektivitas produk yang kita develop banyak kawasan yang saya dapatkan dan relatifnya dengan bisnis Okay, so just that's a little bit of the training that we are doing, and then also we do uh, work a lot with the community, like uh, yourself, um, for the uh, uh, startups as well as that at different level, like a very early stage uh, to the middle and then to um, like a late startup. And this is our team, and this is we like uh, in other countries as well as we have a UX uh, conference every year in Indonesia, so if you are interested, uh, we have a lot of people um, uh, coming, um, like a key uh, UX people from, uh, from all over the world. This is only the symposium, we have it in Japan, in uh, US, and this is the conference. And yeah, so that's what uh, about uh, us. And uh, today I'm going to talk about something else. I'm going to talk about Design Sprint. But uh, why do I talk about that? Um, this is something that I feel this is really important, that we are now living in the uh, era of disruptive technology, where the technology actually started to uh, replace the way we, uh, we do our life. And I believe that you have been hearing a lot of this for the last couple of days, or at least if you watch the, the, uh, the video, you see a lot of people talking about that. And so you see like uh, we started with the typewriter or hand, now we're using the simplest like uh, using computer, but now it's, it's also something uh, being pushed further than that. The way we talk, the way we communicate at work, it's, it's different. We are talking on Slack, we are talking on Asana, we are talking on Trello. We are, we are not talking again like uh, we're not going there, we, sometimes we talk with our friends next to each other on Trello. Who is doing that? Who is doing Slack? How many of you? How many of you using Slack here? See, there are quite more, um, many more and more, and then also the technology of the cloud computing, machine learning, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality has become part of our everyday life. Like I have a friend who is actually using the uh, uh, VR glass everywhere, so that's quite common right now. Like um, you probably in the uh, few years before, you don't even find it really normal, but now it has become more normal. And something, this one, uh, I'm not sure if like uh, you find it here in in. This is typical Indonesia. We got so many uh, transportation online where people. Um, their life is like a form within one mobile phone. Everything what we are doing is uh, based on the, uh, the app. We want to order food, we want to, do, uh, we want to send something, everything is, um, is focused on that. So, but that is the, a lot of changes happening for the last couple of years. How can we cope? Well, we are like a, a lot of people are still on a, like a traditional train, while the other people, they are already on Shinkansen, they are already on an aeroplane, they are working so fast, how can we compete with them? Well, uh, some people, they are still doing it um, traditionally, 
For example, this is an example of the waterfall process. I have an idea, I send it to here, waiting for two, three weeks, and then getting approval, and then we are developing for six months, and then, bang, it was not approved. Nobody accept that uh, idea. There's no market. So what happened? So we started to, uh, started to uh, introduce the idea. Uh, people started to talk about how can we make things better. So the idea of design thinking started to come into the picture. The design thinking is like a, how we can have the design approach into the process of the business that we are, that we are doing. And what is that? So if this is like a, uh, the, the image from the Nielsen Norman group, so basically, he has three uh, big um, parts, which is the understand, explore, and materialize. So when you try to understand, you are trying to build your empathy toward the users. And then you started to define what are their needs. That is the first part. We in the past, we started with the requirement from our boss, the requirement from the management. But now we started with the, what, is, what does the user want? What does the user need? And then based on that, we balance uh, with the needs, of the, uh, the needs of the users and the needs, the goals of the company. And based on that information, we started to make a prototype very quick. We ideated the ideas. And then after that, we test it. We test it and then we implement. And not just that, we collaborate. We started to bring people into the into the uh, system very quick, uh, so uh, the I mean the users very quick. So you don't wait until the end of the process that you will you will know how my product will work. See, and the idea of improving over time that is what we are trying to um, trying to uh, introduce, trying to apply. It because you won't be able to survive if you are following the old way of doing the business, the old way of a developing product. And then basically, the idea of uh, having the minimum viable uh, product is something that is like a very interesting at the moment. Uh, for example, you got uh, 10 different features that you, are, you want to develop, okay? Uh, but instead of waiting for all the 10 different features to be ready, you started with one or two features and see how it goes. And after that, um, you're going to iterate that. You see the market, whether there's a need or not. Should we move? Should we do it? Um, should we continue the plan that we had? Or we just leave it? All this idea, kill my darling. That is the um, uh, idea of the lean startup. We reduce waste by increasing frequency of contact with real customer, therefore testing and avoiding incorrect market assumption as early as possible. In Asia, we are used with the idea of user acceptance testing, right? So with the user acceptance testing, we are waiting until the product ready. We got a really nice prototype, and then we test it. And sometimes we don't really even test it with the real users. We test it with our friends. We test it with other people who are really like a quite familiar with the product. But um, with the, this approach, 
the lean approach, we actually want the testing happening even when we started to draw something. We started to draw a sketch, we started to make a low fidelity prototype, mid fidelity prototype, um, high fidelity prototype, and the actual product itself. So that is like a, the cycle that we actually need to learn from this process. And then, um, based on all these ideas, the Lean Startup, Agile Development, um, Google has been introducing what they call as a sprint. So basically, with the sprint, the idea is like, a, okay, I have an idea. Let's build. Let's build this idea. And then let's launch and see how the people uh, respond on that. So you can check, if you are interested, you can check on this uh, um, uh, the website of Google Venture or buy the book. All the things that uh, I will be, um, the steps that I'm um, presenting today is actually based on what I learned from this. This is not what, uh, this is not a completely new method. This is a lot of uh, elements of the user experience, but they make it in a way that it meets uh, the requirements, it meets the needs of the current um, uh, product development. But you have to remember that this approach was, um, was invented, was built in US. So uh, when we are going to do it here in, um, in Malaysia or in Indonesia, you really need to see which one works and which one does not work. So it's a design sprint, Google Design Sprint is a way to fast track through the design process to generate tests, to generate and test out ideas quickly. So it consists of five days. So you basically have five days for, for you to do the, this, um, this process. This, the first one is mapping. Number two is sketching. Uh, third one, deciding, fourth, prototyping. And fifth one, testing. So on mapping, you're trying to use all the information that you have uh, from your user research and then to map how actually um, the user behave, how actually uh, uh, the, all the stakeholders involved in the process be part of this, um, uh, the ecosystem. And then based on that, we do the second one, we started to do sketching. It's not just sketching, sketching on the paper. There are some methods that you need to follow and also, on the third day, we are do the deciding, and uh, so on. So, some guidelines. If you really want to do a design sprint, um, it's, it's not just a normal workshop. It's something that you really need to be very disciplined about. Yeah? Uh, you cannot just come, okay, I'm going to, to do design sprint today, and then you're going in and out, in and out, check your emails. No, you cannot do that. So, uh, there are some rules that you need to follow. Uh, number one, we have to realize that we are not the one who knows everything. We build on each other's ideas. We consider other people have something that we can learn. Number two is that we work on a simple concept than the complex concept. Okay? And then we are working on quantity than quality which means that if you have an idea, you're not perfecting this idea for a week or two weeks, but you want to get the ideas, what it is, how it works, and then um, 
just move on with that. And then we, because uh, we consist of um, a lot of people coming from a different uh, background, we want to have more visual. So we can, because picture, um, say, hundreds of words, uh, but uh, you know, if you are writing, sometimes like, okay, what is it? What, what does it mean? So it has to be a balance between textual and then visual. And then you have to be able to shoot the moon, which means that you need to have uh, big ideas instead of small ideas. And then you will think, okay, no judgment. I will say, okay, uh, we all, let's all have an idea, okay? But some people will, okay, no, um, we, don't, we don't want, uh, your idea is not good, my idea is better. That's, not, that's something like that will not happen in design sprint. And then you have to keep ideas separate the way you write it. And then the, uh, another thing is that you need to have a box time, which means that um, you, you are limited with time. Okay, let's do this in five minutes. Let's do that in two minutes. Let's do this in 15 minutes. So after whether you finish or not, we are going to keep moving on the process. And then no electronic device. So this could be something difficult for all of us living in a disruptive era, but because we want to make a disruption, we're going to take everything away. So that's how we do it. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to teach all the details of how we do things, because um, we are going to have a separate session in November. So it is specifically how we are going to do the design sprint, how we are going to develop the product. But what I'm going to tell you today is the story that I've, uh, that, uh, I've been doing design sprint, my experience. So on the first day, we are doing the mapping. Okay? In the design sprint, uh, people who come to the design sprint, they are all the decision makers, which means that everybody has to have a power to make a decision. Why? Because we only have five days, and then, or maybe sometimes some people, they do it three days or two days. So if you do spend some time in two days and have an idea after two days, then there's some other people saying, oh, your idea doesn't work because I don't like it. Then that is a problem. The, the process of design sprint needs to have somebody who would say, yes, we move on. After the design sprint, we are going to do the development sprint. So we have people participating. It's not moving. <laughs> uh, particip uh, participants, like everybody, usually you, you choose, you cannot have more than um, seven or eight people for one group. And usually, like, uh, this is the people who can make decision. And then, among them, we need to choose one or two people who make the difficult decision, who make the sticky decision if things get really, really murky. And then, uh, we have experts, which is like a people from outside who can actually, like, uh, give us some enlightenings of ideas. And then we have the facilitator. Usually for the facilitator, we have somebody from outside. So what happened 
is um, what I learned from here is like a design sprint is an effective venue to bring and lock the leadership team in one room. This is a really rare, uh, rare opportunities because the CEO, CTO usually they are very busy and they don't have time to talk. And that's often the problem um, that happen in the company. They cannot make a decision because everyone talking different ways. So this sentiment is an opportunity for them to bring together, to face the problems and talk at the same time. So there is commitment, as I said before, as you heard before, but there's also equal footing, which means if I'm CEO and then the, my head of product is there, it doesn't mean that um, I'm, my idea is the best and everyone has to follow me. Everyone has the equal footing. And then everyone is held accountable because we are on a little group and then that's why everything that we decide on the design sprint has to be something that we really think use the whole of our energy, use the whole of our experience, insight, um, and mind. That's why we don't want people like that to get distracted with the, with the mobile phone. And who is the strongest? Well, this is just a question. It's a rhetorical question. So basically, deciders, whatever they decide after the process, it will be something that we are going to prototype. But also, on the other hand, the facilitator has the power to. They can take all the phones, they can move people, they can ask people to talk. So, this is, but this is not about competition. This is about um, this one. I want to talk about a, a power distribution. So, everyone has their own uh, footing here. So, basically, uh, in, uh, in the design sprint, uh, we are going to talk all the five-year goal in one day, if you do it properly in five days. So and it's, uh, we are going to talk, we are going to debate on this. So this, is, this makes things uh, really, really quick. And then we're going to face very difficult situation. When we have an idea, the question, or maybe even before we have an idea, the question is like, uh, what is my goal? And what happened? If this, what, uh, what actually make this goal become a reality? So we all have to face difficult question, but also we have to think what might have caused this problem to fail. So um, yesterday I just finished one design sprint, and we changed goal three times because everybody thinks this is a really nice goal. But when we started to think like uh, what might have caused this project to fail. Like we got a list, a list, a list of a long list of things that makes that can make this project fail. So we change it a couple of times. But this is something that we sometimes we don't we don't even think we don't even do it. We don't because we don't have this uh, process of acceleration. Um, and design sprint is the process of that helps you to do that. We are making map. We are trying to see the ecosystem. We are talking about the real users, their relationship with other people, and we will hear multiple perspectives from multiple people who has the key uh, role in the company. Next one is sketching. We are sketching. We have uh, all kinds of sketching in the design sprint. 
but there is one sketching that is called Crazy Eight's sketch. Okay, so you have a time box of eight minutes. Everyone is forced to have an, any idea they have. So basically, uh, everybody is forced to think, to share any ideas that they never been able uh, to share to anyone else in the company, which is really good uh, because the, everybody learn from each other. And then, um, and everyone has an opportunity to impress everyone. And the person who actually presenting this idea, they don't get question. You know, like I remember the rules, no judgment. So everyone, within the time, the time given, everyone can share the idea. So it is kind of empowerment um, to, to have a big ideas. But uh, that doesn't stop there, because we can have so many ideas, but uh, we can also choose other people's ideas. We choose, we vote, and there is no pressure whoever, what ideas we vote. And then we see from there, we can see the heat map of the, uh, who is actually really like this one, who is actually doing that. And then, after we have all the heat map, we have the opportunity to see all the heat map, and then we are going to go deeper on that. Everyone got 30 minutes, 30 minutes to flesh out the ideas, okay? And you, this is a method is called um, solution sketches. And it will be done individually, which means we all work together, but we do it individually. So we, that's why I, I mentioned before, we have to be really focused on this. And then after that, nobody knows whose idea. We don't put names. We put it on the wall. We are going to do what we call uh, art museum. So in the museum, you, you walk, you read, you watch, you internalize. So that's what they are doing. And then, that's what happened on the second day, which is really, um, not second day was actually really thera therapeutic in a way, because people can share ideas, they have a lot of ideas, but they don't get judged by anyone. Now, the, the second one, uh, the third, third day was a very difficult because this is a decision day. This will be like a, the day when people will make a decision, big decision, that will change the course of your company. So what happens, you remember that we have a solution sketch, right? So with this solution sketch, the facilitator will lead the design critic. The facilitator will read, will read through, and everybody will be critically um, review these ideas. So, but nobody knows whose idea it was. So that's why the, the facilitator was in the, in the middle of the process. But everybody has their own accountability. If their idea is not, not really go through, they don't really do it properly, then they will feel themselves, right? They don't, do, uh, they don't do enough. So everyone indirectly was put on a hot seat. Then after that, we have to make a final pool. First, before that, we have to do a fourth first, and then after we do fourth, we know all the heat map, we do the final pool. Basically, we only have one, of one chance, actually, to choose the idea 
that is um, that is actually for us. We think this is the idea that we have to push through. We have to follow through. And this is something that also um, requires a lot of decision thinking, decision making. And that's why the, uh, the people who is involved in the design spin must be people who we choose carefully. And then after we choose that, the two deciders, the two people, they need to, uh, they need to choose. They have a three super food that they need to choose. They can choose whatever uh, what they think it is suitable, but they also need to consider what is like most of the crowd think about that. So this is a lot of a, a process of democratization, uh, democratization, and everyone is actually uh, happy with this process. Uh, well, it looks smooth, but when you are actually in the process, sometimes it's a bloodshed. It sometimes it's a, a lot of discussion going on. But uh, something, if we, we do it properly, uh, at the end of the uh, of the distance, you got something that you can actually share. You can get something that actually develop further, and that's what actually um, happening after this. We do what is called a storyboard. This storyboard is like a, the idea that we choose, uh, that the decider choose as the idea that they want to follow through and they want to sit in a real situation. They want to identify problem. And even this process actually has a lot of discussion. People talk, people, people think their big idea when they put back into the earth. There are so many things that they have to think about. And this is happening on the third day. So the, after we make this one, we can, uh, with the storyboard, we can have a better idea what you want to do. And we are going to do the prototype. The prototype is the process, actually. Uh, after we have so many ideas, we go into uh, make a choices, which one we want to focus, because we cannot achieve anything. Uh, we cannot achieve so many things in one day. Only one day of prototype, and we only have eight hours. We cannot have more than eight hours. There is a reason behind that, because if we put too much time, we tend to have so much details, and then also we have a, uh, what is it, like a connection to the product that we are developing. And that's not what we want to do. We have to do it rapid, quickly. And then everybody has a role. Sometimes we think, oh, that's a problem. Uh, that's the job of the designer. That's not how we work. We have, everybody has a role as a drawer, ideation, um, cutter, stitcher, whatever they do. The idea is actually to, uh, to encourage everyone to have ownership, empathy, and creating something that belongs to everybody. And then the last one is actually we want to try it. That will be on the fifth day. We want to try it with the real user, see their first impression, see how our products lead to failure, and failure actually lead to understanding and change. And it, it is very um, rewarding to see their authentic way of them, in, uh, authentic way of interacting with our prototypes. And finally, this is my final slide, um, I would like to invite you to come and uh, 
join the uh, Design Sprint workshop. It's a two-day workshop that we are going to have it here in Magic uh, on the 2nd and 3rd of November 2017. You can go to this uh, link or maybe contact the organizer to know more about this. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Eunice, uh, Dr. Unisari, uh, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, uh, she is from Indonesia, uh, but uh, she said her descendant is actually from uh, Brazil, right? So you're Brazilian. So, any questions from the floor? Uh, I do have a question right here for you uh, from uh, FB Live, and this is a question uh, is from uh, Speedo. Uh, I think it's a swimmer. Sure. Yeah. I think it's the speedo, that's what it says. Do I need to register an IP or I need disclosure agreement for my prototype? Okay. Um, this is a really interesting uh, question. Why do you need the NDA disclosure for your prototype? Because this hand sprint is only an internal process. Only people involved in the... In the uh, in the development, like at the CTO, CEO, product. So I don't think if you do it internally, you need NDA. But if you invite people outside uh, to, say for example, give a talk, there's a, a, a spot named Lightning Talk, and they need to hear something that is uh, quite secret, uh, so you need to ask them to sign NDA before as well as for the facilitator. If you invite external facilitator, that's where the NDA will take part. But other than that, uh, you don't need an NDA. Thank you, Doctor. And uh, me and Doctor would really like to know who Speedo is. Where's the swimmer? But anyway, uh, that is the question that we have from FB Live. And if you still want to ask questions, you can actually go on FB Live and ask questions. But at the moment, I'll open the floor to everyone in the auditorium. Any of you have any questions, you may ask. So there you go. Hello. Hello. Hi, uh, Dr. Eunice. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for that talk. It was very, very helpful. Um, my name is Shabazz, and um, my question to you is uh, about the prototyping stage as well. Um, you're, you're talking about it from a design perspective. So let's say your idea revolves around something that needs to be developed, and it cannot be developed in a day so that your users can test it on the fifth day. So let's say it's an application, and uh, you have s certain new features that you want to add and to decide which are the best features that the users would like you do one of these design sprints. So uh, how would that work out? Uh, I mean, do you just basically uh, tell your users that this is our idea and then you test it out? Or do you seriously develop it completely before asking them? Okay, uh, so um, there is, I, I would start with the story from the book. So basically the story, um, they are going to develop a robot. <coughs> the robot from Safio Kim, right? So it must be very difficult to create a robot. But they actually have uh, some part that is already ready. So they uh, uh, make it up. They make a prototype, which means the prototype here does need, doesn't need to be something that really cla uh, classy, that you need, people do not know that this is um, uh, you know, a prototype. It's okay, like uh, even if you 
use the cardboard to make it, that's fine too. But it is encouraged for you if you are uh, developing an app, then you need to develop it like a mid fidelity to high fidelity, which means like uh, you are using, uh, say for example, sketch, just in mind, principle, all those things. That, so people will feel that it are not, uh, um, because it gives like a better impact than you giving them uh, the, just like, like a paper. But if it doesn't work that you cannot on, they cannot have that kind of prototype, you, the group is like, for example, the designer is sick, we have a lot of problems like that. So uh, they, they, they work on a, like a keynote. They, or they work on a PowerPoint presentation. So actually they press and something happened, they can actually link, link the elements there. So, yeah, okay. Thank you, Doctor, and thank you, Shabas, for the question. And uh, one final question uh, we open to uh, the floor before uh, uh, we let uh, Dr. Yunis go back to Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one final question. Hello, hi, Dr. Farhan from IDEAT. Okay. Uh, I have. Uh, Okay, uh, so my question is that uh, oftentimes, whenever I'm trying to implement a design thinking, I find myself uh, quite contemplating in which idea that uh, we need to put into account, which is aligned to uh, our visions. And the second one is that after ton of ton of thought and opinions about our ideas, uh, how should we uh, structure our idea for you know uh, better consideration and executions? And, and the last one is that, uh, should I work on a, a software or mobile applications, right? So during prototype process, uh, do I need to come up with every single screen of, the partic of that particular system or just the, the value propositions or the USP so-called? Yep. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Um, so we actually, um, like uh, all your question is related. Um, I would say number one, on the first day, that is one of the most critical day, you need to create your goal. And the process of creating goal must be really, really um, disciplined and really focused in a way that um, you will receive so much idea. And this is your role as a facilitator will be tested. Um, you need to be able to time like a when they have to make a decision. You need to be able to ask questions. You need to be able to um, not direct them, but uh, helping them to take, get things out. And you need to be able to uh, arrange all the post-it notes and uh, synthesize it in a very short time. So that's why it's, uh, um, I, I said before that uh, uh, as a facilitator, you need to be the mover, the shaker, and, and do all this this work uh, properly. And basically, once you got these uh, sprint goals, uh, it's always a question. I'm going to make a mobile app. Should I create the whole suit? No. Design sprint actually, um, that's why we have a sprint questions. Sprint question is actually a smaller part of the whole questions that you want to focus on this particular sprint. And you can have like a two, three, or four sprints uh, during the development of the whole process. So again, it's a com come back to the 
business urgency, business needs of uh, uh, when uh, when you want to launch something. So, for example, uh, you want to launch it in uh, quarter one, 2018. So you focus on that. Don't let people going uh, drag you wherever they want to. They, especially the decision makers, they tend to drag you everywhere because they've got so much idea of a lot of things. And, and another thing is like a, about the prototype, you need to focus on MVP. Yeah? So as I said before, maybe you, you would not, uh, uh, after the decision, you can have idea A, idea B, idea C. And then you put this idea into the, um, uh, what is it, like a, the storyboard, then you will know which one should you focus now or maybe later or second sprint or third sprint. So that's how we, how we do it in the process. Does it answer the questions? Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for the question and thank you so much once again. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the founder and CEO of uh, UX Indonesia and uh, we are so happy. Magic Life say thank you for Dr. Yuni. Sorry for being here on our first keynote uh, speak or talk. And uh, we have a session which is coming out, which is going to be the fireside chat at 10.30. So you have approximately another 10 minutes. So you're free to actually uh, to go to the gents and the ladies. At the same time, don't forget to actually get your second set of survey form because uh, the earlier uh, uh, talk was uh, for the first set of survey form. So make sure to get your second survey form. If you don't, look for everyone who's actually wearing the Magic uh, 2017 uh, t-shirt.